Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And this is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, um, we went to Japan, didn't we? We did go. It was a lovely mini break. It was, We just missed the Olympics. Celtic uh, and now Brighton have signed uh, Japanese players recently. Um, And we spoke to Alan Gibson, who is quite the character. If you've heard him before, uh, you'll know that. He he took us behind the scenes of old British (laughs) sitcoms, which was a bit of a shock. Um, What else did we do? We uh, We learned about XT. XT, expected threats in the world of football, um, which is uh, a new thing. It was all explained by the Athletics' uh, Tom Warville. And we spoke to Adam from Goldie Looking Chain. They've gone back into shirt sponsorship. And our old mate Tim Vine, comedian, Sutton United fan, looked ahead to their first ever game in the Carabao Cup. We had a bit of a chat. We We were contacted by uh, members of Matthew Upson's family. We really were. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Max. So, yes, we know at 2pm, mm. Neil Messi is due to uh, appear or yeah. sign the contract. So I've set a what? timer on my phone. Two o'clock, he's having the medical. You have the medical first. Uh, uh, so, but is my timer accurate? I just want to, if at any point you're worried about the exact time, it's now 52 minutes and three seconds. Yeah. If you want to come to me at any point during the next hour, I mean, obviously, you could just work out because it's... I started this at 1, so really you just have to come back from 2pm. You can tell the time, Paul, I'm aware of that. But just so you know, it's now 51 minutes and 48 seconds until the Well, it's 51 minutes and 48 seconds until we don't see him because he'll be kind of skulking through the back because Mm. they won't want to unveil him only to find out he's got a dodgy knee Mm. and they can't sign him for it. There need to be more. There aren't quite enough countdown clocks yet. You know, the window ending, the season starting. That's it. Christian Benteke putting a header wide. We just need more, (laughs) you know, Hugo Lloris looking forlorn as yeah. Eric Dyer slightly out of position. We need a countdown clock for all of these things, yeah, don't we? Definitely. I've, I've got the messy. If anyone's worried, I'll keep you posted. Yeah. Just anyone text 81089 if you would like a time check for when he's going to arrive. And I'll let you know. How long will the messy medical take, do we think? I mean, how thorough will it well, he's be? He's not young then? anymore, is he? No, I mean, it's like... It's a bit, you know, if your old knees. nan went for a medical, <laughs> it'd take quite a while, I it? did a medical during the uh, Soccer AM Glory years. Oh, did you? Because so, we were like, you know, we always hear it. We never actually go and do it. So why don't so I, you went and I went did a, to a footballer's George, medical? I went to St George's Park and I did that, you know, that sort of oxygen. They got me in a treadmill for 15 minutes and yeah. made me sprint. It was mm. sort of deeply mm. unpleasant. And I failed on so many levels. Really? But the one moment that was the real sort of... The real issue for me was I was stood still on this uh, on this sort of platform that measures when you jump and land, yeah. kind of what foot you land on, sort of where your sort of bias is on, on your balance. And he looked at it, and I was completely motionless. And he said, looking at the stats here, you actually shouldn't be standing, you shouldn't be able to stand up, such as the wow. imbalance in your sort of pelvis or something. Oh, so, yeah, so I failed my medical. But I did the whole thing. It was very nice. Sort of, yeah. you know, it was nice chatting away to all the medical staff. Uh, but I think, you know... It, it was a real insight, was it? Yeah, into it, what was. it must be like. I haven't articulated it very well. I no, just, no. I, I failed, basically. No. Okay. There's one thing where you have to... You see it occasionally on the mm. screens, and it looks quite straightforward. It's the kind of... You put your legs in a in a sort of vice, and then you move your legs up and down to see how strong your quads oh, and yes, your hamstrings yeah, yeah. are. Oh, yeah, sure. Wow, that is hard. Right. When they put the when they put they the set pressure the tension up, quite high. They really they? do. Yeah, mm. my my ratio of hamstrings to quads was naught to a hundred. I had no hamstrings. Do you think it's set at different levels? If you go into say a team in League Two, is that a little bit? You know, for, okay, I, I know you can't do. You can't no, run but that fast, two, but it's only League Two. No, but for League Two, you need very strong quads for the 
channel ball. Yeah, to jump high and you yeah. know, to head it. I just wonder if it's more rigorous. I mean, it's there really to test. It's not there to test your fitness. It's there, mm. it's there to test you know your medical record. I mean, yesterday, for example, um, Sky Sports were telling us that part one of Romelu Lukaku's That's um, just filling out the form, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Have you been abroad in the last few? Part weeks? one was completed. You know? yeah. So I just thought they're going to be saying coming up, <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd have that little bit of footage of a doctor looking at an X-ray saying, "I don't like the look of that ankle." So you go into the ad break with real jeopardy, but then you come back and watch it. Afterwards, he said, "Don't look at that ankle, but it's fine. We're still signing." So what you're saying is Saturday night TV. What you have, you have three Medicals. medics. Yeah. So you have, uh, um, uh, can you, you have Dr. Clive Gibbons from Neighbours, right? <laughs> Doctor Carl Kennedy. Doc, yeah, Doctor Carl Kennedy. Well, super vet, neighbors, super vet, or what about that one from Embarrassing Bodies? You have those three, and they've got yeah. a buzzer, and then Lukaku comes in the middle and starts his medical. Yeah. He gets on the bike. Like and at any point they can they buzz probably, him out. They would if if they could do that on French TV today. They would do the medical live. I mean, there's been plenty of those sort of signings where you see lots and lots of pictures from the medical. You see video from mm. the medical. So it's, we're almost there. As it ele- is. Electrodes on the pecs. You yeah. need those, don't you? That's an important. Would you part have him at Cambridge? Medical. You think he'd fit in, Lionel? Had he come? <sighs> he can't fit. You can't. You can't put it, play him and Houlihan in the same side. So, <laughs> it's in the trouble. Know, he's on the bench. He'd be all right. Wessie, as he's called, Absolutely. isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. want a do you want a stat for the season? Yeah, go on. Then. Uh, from uh, Duncan Alexander, who's uh, along with Richard Jolly, the two best people to follow for stats. Twenty-one, twenty-two should be the first Premier League season where all outfield players in it are younger than Tetris. What are you so saying in are. it? You're down with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> all in outfield players in it. <laughs> you never I'm really just, left the hood I, in Cambridge. No, I did didn't. Once, yeah. wait, look, once CB1 is in your blood, yeah, you, can't, you, can't, you can't get you it out. It, you never leave right. the place. Team Mucking oh, okay. Cambridge. We had the punt wars. <laughs> we had the ice cream wars. Fantastic. It was the school of hard knocks. Yeah, the battle of Parker's peace. Mm. Uh, anyway, a um, couple things to get you going on we're going to oh, speak yes, to Philip Eau shortly uh, one of which is uh, turning up at the wrong place or, or uh, you know derivatives of this is because yesterday uh, there's loads of people outside uh, PSG's ground and they're ready to welcome they've even got a welcome uh, messy sign up they're ready to go um, but yesterday loads and loads of PSG fans went to the airport and every plane that landed they went mad and cheered uh, they hadn't seen the picture somebody must have taken a Twitter to see that he was actually in the swimming pool with his kids in Barcelona <laughs> and was not coming yesterday. So have you ever done that? you ever rocked up somewhere for some reason and found you'd gone to the wrong place? Uh, yeah, we'd like that one, please, at 1089, at uh, Max Rushton, at TSH&J. And the other one is brilliant, <clears throat> isn't it? Which is a, a tweet you sent me from Richard Dexter. Yeah. Who says, when you buy an England shirt on eBay for your nine-year-old and the seller asks if you want a name and number printing and you say, yeah, could I have nine and cane, please? And it says nine and above it, it says, cane, please. Yes. <laughs> So uh, we're trying to work out what the exact question is. It's like mm. lost in translation or when someone has taken you completely literally. Yeah. Um, those would be good. Please. You've had one. I saw you had one already, haven't you? I saw on, on your uh, timeline yes, somebody yeah. had come. Well, I, there's always this one. Uh, you know, Starbucks is a great place for yeah. these. Uh, I said my name was Mark with a C and it just says Kark. Which, <laughs> which is quite good. Uh, Nicola been in touch to say organing, org- ordering bargain furniture. Only for it to turn up to be furniture for a doll's house. Uh, apparently, uh, happens very often. Really? You, know, you say, oh, that, that chest of drawers is only eight ninety nine. It's tiny. Um, so yeah, keep it's like the old Harry good. Hill gag. They, they say they make great tables for doll houses. The bits in the in the, in the centre of pizzas. Those yes. little things you get in the centre oh, of pizzas. Perfect great. tables for doll's houses. Yeah. Uh, Rymo says, as I at a drive-through in America, I asked if they had Apple Pay, and they brought me out an apple pie. <laughs> The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We are um, off to Japan now. Where uh, Brighton and Hove Albion, the uh, latest team to make a Japanese signing. Celtic fans are quite enamoured with uh, their new boy as well. Yeah, it's an excellent. Ha- it was, his yeah. movement looked superb yes. in that game. Um, and, well, look, look, we'll touch on uh, the, the winners and losers over the years in the switch to British football from uh, Japan. Um, Alan Gibson uh, joins us, Japanese football expert. Uh, good afternoon, Alan. Good afternoon, gentlemen. So, uh, maybe we should start with uh, for uh, Hashi at, uh, at Celtic. Um, he's made a, made a great start, hasn't he? No complaints whatsoever, eh? Mm. I've been on how many podcasts and various interviews from Scotland in the last couple of weeks, and uh, I'm very pleased to, to see he's done so well. I, I, of course, I talked him up as much as I could. I saw him when he was in the, the second division at uh, FC Gifu. I thought he was a great player, and I really liked him. And then... He moved to my local team, Kobe. <laughs> so I was very happy. I met him a few times. Uh, he's, uh, he's very humble. He's very nice. He was very, it was really funny because the first time I met him, I was wearing his Gifu shirt underneath my uh, jacket. Um, and uh, he was quite, I don't know, he was, he was, he was almost embarrassed at a, a, a non-Japanese and, and anybody would actually know who he was. So I was, uh, he's definitely going to be uh, changing that soon, isn't he? He's a great player, great finisher. Um, what generally is the standard of the league like? Because you've seen, you know, I think a lot of Celtic flans, fan, flans. Celtic flans, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're going to market it them. Probably, green and white probably, probably would be. It's nice. Yeah, it's yeah, green. It's leak and yeah. egg, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> um, but a lot of Celtic fans were slightly nonplussed about Poster Cogley turning up. But he's got a great record there. And, you know, it's, I don't know. How good is the league that, that he comes from and these players come from? Yep, I think, uh, well, Ange uh, Ang knows what he's doing. So he's, uh, he knows what he's going to get. But, um, I think uh, the Japanese league in, in general, it's um, it's sad that the uh, the, the British leagues, uh, to include Scotland, uh, have such a strict um, working visa problems, for, for want of a better word. So uh, less Japanese players get the chance to play in the Premier League. Um, literally back in 1998, actually World Cup time, I was in the Aston Villa office with a friend of mine who used to be the secretary recommending a guy called Hidetoshi Nakata to him, mm-hmm. who eventually uh, became a, a superstar in uh, Italy most of the time. He did have a little time at Bolton. Um, he's a, a, f- a fantastic player, had some time, but Bolton also had uh, uh, a guy who didn't even start for a while, uh, Nishizawa, who came. And then uh, we've got a, a guy called Ryo Miyaichi, who joined Arsenal and couldn't get a working permit either, and ended up uh, playing a little bit of time at Bolton and Wigan. So uh, I think you, you've seen some of our players, but, you know, it's, it's Europe that gets most of it, Holland, Belgium, Germany. So uh, I think Furuhashi is going to be amazing, and uh, we'll, we'll touch on a couple more in a moment, won't we? Yes, Matoma, who has uh, signed uh, for Brighton. What can you tell us about him? Uh, it's, uh, I'm actually out at a party, and uh, has it been confirmed? Is it, is well, it I think so. I mean, I've, Brighton Hove Albion, uh, Albion are pleased to confirm the signing of Japan International, Kaoru. <laughs> Mitoma. So, yes, I think it's done. Excellent. Yeah, we've been talking about it for a while. And um, I know that, uh, again, the Thardis had just hit on the fact that he's probably not going to get a working visa. So he's off to Belgium for a year or so, I presume. Mm. Um, but, uh, They've not yeah, said that. It? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know maybe Paul Barber might give us a call and let us know. But he's a midfielder. Um, what, what, what sort of player can they expect? Um, he's uh, electric pace. Uh, he's a dribbler, for want of a better word. I mean, literally, he can he can drop a shoulder and go past two or three players and and then finish off with. I mean, he scored a. He, he had such a little time in the Olympics, but he came on late against Mexico and and scored a typical goal where he literally he, he weaved through three players and finished it into the roof of the net. I mean, he's uh, he's fantastic, and the fact that he didn't get much time at the Olympics. A lot of us thought he was injured uh, in the in the game over here, but it turns out that basically the uh, the manager, Mr. Moriyasu, was basically 
he had his sort of rigid formulas and Mori, and uh, Mitoma just didn't really stick to it. He's he's an attacker. He's an all-out attacker. I'm, I'm trying to think again who I could who I could uh, compare him to in the English game. I mean, he's uh, I don't know. He had Jimmy Johnson, <laughs> Celtic. Oh wow! Well. Sorry, I'm really old. Yeah, um, that's not a bad. But, uh, that's not a bad I mean, player he, to be compared to, though. <laughs> he's nice. He's quicker than Johnson, though. He's, he's electric pace. I mean, uh, I, I I hesitate to say Cristiano Ronaldo because one of the greatest players ever. Um, but um, he's certainly got. He's got the pace. He's got the confidence. Um, he's got the finish. He's uh, different to Furuhashi. Furuhashi. Uh, can I can I mention? Can I go back to Furuhashi? Oh sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Furuhashi uh, gets a lot of good... I mean, as we saw in the hat-trick against Dundee, the service from Celtic players was fantastic. He just finished off three almost on-the-plate chances. And Mitoma, basically, will he'll take the ball from 20 or 30 yards before where Furuhashi would get it. And he's the guy who either supplies the chances or just goes in and finishes. Yeah. I mean, he really, he really can turn a game on his head. And, and you um, are right, by the way, Alan. He has gone on loan to uh, Belgian side Union Saint-Gilloise. He has gone to four next season while they sort that but we just wanted to ask a question yeah. about the Olympics but, I mean you say you're at a party is it, is it to celebrate everybody leaving and getting out of Japan or, or, or is the sort of conclusion after the games that it was it was worth having them actually it's my birthday oh, oh happy okay birthday. Well, happy birthday Alan. thank you for doing it today but, but... It's, my birthday's tomorrow oh okay and um, it's really funny because um, I just heard what you were talking about just before I came on and you were talking about Lost in Translation mm. and uh, I've actually Got all these Japanese people watching the first episode of Mind Your Language. Which, <laughs> Blimey, which, what they is, make of that. We, we don't it, show it very often over here. It's uh, for obvious reasons. <laughs> but um, I'm really trying to explain all the different jokes. and uh, yeah. it's, it's been quite fun. But that was my prerogative. It was my birth. I said, you got to, guys, you've got to watch this. <laughs> but um, So, yeah, yeah we're partying. Um, so, Furuhashi, uh, Mitoma. Mitoma is going to Belgium, um, as expected, uh, because mm. of the bright... So the Brighton manager, the, sorry, the Brighton owner also yeah. has a, a club there, right? So We just wanted to quickly ask you about the, the Olympics because we spoke to you a lot during the Olympics and the feeling was among the, uh, the Japanese people, you know, that they weren't particularly happy about it coming. How are they feeling about it now? It, it's finished. Uh, it seems um, a mix of uh, pride that it was actually carried on and, and did happen and nothing major went wrong. Um, and uh, relief that nothing major went wrong. Uh, I did see a little survey uh, about uh, four or five hours ago, actually, early this afternoon, before you called me up, and basically it said that about 70% of Japanese people were, and the word that they actually used in translation was pride and proud. They actually managed to get it get it done mm-hmm. and get it over with. And um, for, for me, the Japanese men and the Japanese women were... Uh, were slightly disappointing in the football. We should have got them. But uh, didn't you want to talk about Tomiyasu, who did great in the Olympics too? Uh, yeah, well, we're out of time, actually. And we'll let you get back to your party. We had enough of your time. <clears throat> we will catch up with you soon. Thanks for joining us. Happy birthday for tomorrow. Thanks, mate. Have a good one. Bye. So, yeah. There we are, this uh, the one and only Alan Gibson. Uh, I like how I, for, yeah. I had this once. <laughs> I'm sure I asked the question about the Olympics. Yeah. But you asked exactly the same question. He answered you. You yeah. know, it's a favouritism for you. Interviewing. No, I just think, I think he just, he got sidetracked <laughs> by the fact he had a room full of Japanese people watching Mind Your Language. <laughs> it's a, I, that was a reference that went over my head as well. <laughs> You've never seen I, it, I have you? I don't think I have, no. It's a timepiece. Right. It's, um, it's of its time, is it? It's very, I mean, it, it, it doesn't stand up. The only <laughs> environment you would probably see it in there is in a Channel 4 show where lots of comedians watch it with their mouths wide right, open. Right, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. Um, it's one, it, but it, yeah, I mean, it's quite a strange idea of all these Japanese people, including his <laughs> missus probably, who is Japanese, sitting there watching this thinking, what's all this about? <laughs> they aren't still, this is not new, is it? This can't be a new British sitcom, surely. Uh, I can't believe, anyway. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, good afternoon. It is Paul Hawksby, Max Rushton uh, here on Talk sports, and uh, you've been telling us your tales of those things that got slightly lost in translation off the back of the football shirt that had um, um, number nine cane please on the back of it when the person had asked online, yes, I'd like the number nine cane please. Yes, Daryl has been in touch to say years ago I was in a bookshop in Stevenage. A man came in and says, have you got mine camp? Which is not, the, not, not the book I yeah. would order, right? Yeah. Yeah. A sales assistant says it's not out yet, but he'll be coming in here as part of a book tour. The man was confused. She thought he was asking for Martin Kemp's autobiography. Wow. 
quite diff- two different books. Two two very <laughs> two, two different very versions. different books. Mm. Yeah, but a uh, bit of a shock here that he was coming in on Thursday <laughs> to sign copies of it. I would have thought. <laughs> Who's it to? Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's just leave that. Um, mm. Talksport.com text eight and eighty nine tweet TSH and J. The City fans turned out in numbers as they as they're going to in Paris for Lionel Messi today to welcome Jack Grealish. Did you see some of the pictures, Max? Did you see? Yeah, that? absolutely. Yeah. And uh, they welcomed him with uh, one banner said, Jack, we love you more than food. (laughs) (laughs) Which is odd. I mean, you know, if the goals dry up and you're not eating, that's not good. I just wondered if they went... Such a great comparison, isn't it? I just wondered if they meant Fode. They'd gone off of Phil Fode because he's injured. And he'd play them in the same team Jack, we love you more than food. More than food. Where does that come from? Was that their own work or is that a a phrase from uh, somewhere? Is that a Manchester-based phrase? I don't know. I I mean, in in many ways, you can love the... You know, arguably, food is more essential than Jack Wilshire. I mean, Grealish. Jack, Jack Grealish. Yeah. Oh, and Jack Wilshere. Yeah, yeah. All Jacks matter. All Jacks matter. However, yeah. food is more essential. But you could love, you know, I, I, I need food to live, but yeah. I love my wife more than spaghetti bolognese, for example. Oh, okay. So you're now breaking down into particular I'm deconstructing kinds of, it. Particular Speaking kinds of, of uh, food. Well, not sort of food, but I don't know if it passed you by the uh, mm. Goosebury competition from the old Goosebury Society in North Yorkshire. Um, I, I think me and Andy did an hour on it yesterday, as you probably <laughs> won't be surprised to hear. No, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know it was a Goosebury on. competition ended with the tightest finish <clears throat> in its 221-year <clears throat> history, with the champion winning by just 0.02 grams. Wow. Organisers had to bring in a tiny set of goldsmith scales to decide the contest between rivals Brian Nellist and Paul Benison. Brian, 85, wow. who's been growing the fruit for 65 years, saw his way in the top at 26 drams. Is that grams or drams? If that's a way <laughs> to it. must and be 18 grains or 40 grams. So it's, it is drams and grains. That is 40 grams. He said, what are you on about? It's unbelievable, really, said Brian. <laughs> I thought my winning days were over, yeah. he said. Cause he's more experienced. So he's t- got 20 years on Benison. If Benison keeps working, mm. he could get to that level. It was he's a like Sky Brown, isn't mm. he? He's got plenty of time left to, do, yeah. to, good, to win point, more medals. 0.02 grams. What's a dram? I mean, a part of, outside of whiskey circles. Well, is, it another, a, is it a gooseberry it's a, it's, unit it's of a, measurement? <laughs> you are listening to Talk Sport, by the way. <laughs> Lionel Messi is just about to move to PSG. Um, have you well, ever... the timer went off during the news, unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, it, but but I've done the timer now, and we don't know where he is. But he's probably around there somewhere. Have you ever bitten someone by mistake? No. <clears throat> because it, it doesn't strike me as something that can happen. Because, uh, I mean, we were delighted because it meant Carl Sinclair could, you know, see out the rest of the uh, Lions test series. But... Um, uh, there is a feeling that he made contact with the uh, Springboks player's arm. Mm-hmm. With his but, teeth? Uh, well, they say he escaped to ban because the disciplinary panel could not be satisfied. He deliberately inflicted a bite. Does he, does he run around like a hungry hippo? Is that, is that what he's doing? <laughs> yeah. He's just sort of chowing all well, the that's time? What I mean, it's, I mean I, you know, I'm, not, I'm not accusing Carl of anything, but it does seem odd. It's not, you can't often bite someone by mistake, no. can you really? I no. think you, you know, maybe they were hinting that he made the journey and then backed out at the last minute. But uh, maybe he gave it quite the suck. When did you, <laughs> when did you last bite someone intentionally? But I don't. Yeah. Want to know. <laughs> well, no, but you see, I, I, I tend not. To, I, it's been a long time. Right, but um, I but think really, I think I've discussed this with Charlie or Barry. I think over the age of four, yeah. I think not acceptable. No, I, th- I think that's absolutely. And even, Sinclair is older than four, well, isn't he? Compare with my, I think given my mum's reaction, I think even up to the age <laughs> of four, it wasn't acceptable. Really, probably biting was it? Now, really? Paul, you were going to tell me about Matthew Upson's bookshelf. Oh I've yeah, been on now, ten to um, Everybody, I don't know what Matthew Upson was just on Sky uh, Sports News, and like a lot of people, he's, he's doing it from home. Mm-hmm. And uh, his bookshelf was very much, it was very, very, did he very have Martin neat. Kemp's autobiography. He in there? didn't, no. neither, nor nor mine Kemp, thankfully. No. But the ones that stuck out for me, he had some quite big books, some like big coffee table books okay, that he didn't good. have on the coffee table. He had them on the shelf behind Facing, him. Was, on, was it the spine or the whole the spines, the front of it? They okay, were flat cool. down. They were laying. He'll be on later. They'll keep repeating. Mm, the, so you'll yeah. see the bit of footage. The ones that, uh, that stuck out for me were um, a book about Monet. So he had a big coffee table ah. book about uh, Monet. So it would be nice to get Matthew on at some point and, and look at the Impressionists. So. Yeah, it would have been just to, just to discuss we, it and see what he makes Can we get him on in the next couple see of if hours? he wants to come on and talk about French Impressionism and that might be quite nice. Yeah, Monet, you've got your Monet's, your Monet's, your Monet's, your Monet's, your Renoir's. Come on, your top five for me. 
I've got to give Cezanne some chance in this, honestly, for me. That would be good, Alan. Mm. Alan on The Impressionist would be. I loved him and I love Peter Goodwright, Mike Yarwood, he'd say. (laughs) Um, Quite like Alan to be uh, one of the, you know, on the uh, Portrait Artist of the Year, which is quite a, it's a a really nice show. It's very relaxing, yeah. Oh, okay. Get Alan, not necessarily a life model. He he can wear as much as he wants. Mm. But I quite like, I think he's, you know, he's a good palette for the artists, yeah. I think. I think it'd be quite he, interesting. He would, he would yeah. be. Alan right. sitting there for four hours going, come on. And the other book that was there was just a book. It was a, a big coffee table book, mm-hmm. and it just said the word gardening. Gardening. <laughs> just, right. just gardening. Generic gardening with yeah. Matthew Upson. Okay, yeah. Marvelous. So um, just two of the books that Matthew Upson has probably not read. I could be, Maybe I'm doing him a disservice. I mean, I don't know if they, well, they sure, bought them. Surely in the next two hours we can get in touch with Matthew Upson to say, ask him what he thinks of Monet. Yeah, he's allowed okay. to like Monet. We saw you. We're then mocking him. Maybe no, I'm not him. mocking him. I'm just I saying. Like I, I, I saw. I just saw the books, and um, I mean, everybody's out to create, as they have been really throughout lockdown when they have meetings, to create a good impression mm. of what of what's behind them. What's um, behind yours? I just got a, um, Mrs. Rushton's clothes rack really? in the wardrobe. Yeah, got no books behind me at all. Maybe I should I, change that. <laughs> I've, I, I did a um, thing uh, for our good friends at the Willow Foundation around yes, the Willow yes. Awards, the London Football Awards, and shot a little video of me talking about the shortlist and and who had good chances of winning and how we arrived at this. And in what passes for sort of the office in my house, which is yeah, the room with a computer in, um, is uh, a, a big... <laughs> Uh, we did. Um, I've got to be. I can't even say what the name of it was. We did a TV quiz show, late right. night TV okay. quiz show, with Al Murray, the pub yes, landlord, yes. and I was one of the writers uh, on that. And uh, this was well, about 15, 16 years ago, I'd say. And um, all the audience for the people that weren't particularly good competitors, it was like a pub quiz format, mm-hmm. you know, uh, were given big sponge fingers and right. they would point at the... Uh, sort of like gladiators. Yeah, style. that's right. Okay. That's yes, they okay, were, and they yeah. would point at the people that weren't being well. And uh, written on the front of the sponge finger was the legend, thick and slow. Right, good. <laughs> so I just, I just, I was sitting there watching the video back of myself talking about uh, the merits of Harry Kane being player of the year. <laughs> to see a big sponge finger with the words thick and slow behind it. Which, had to, which has not really stood the test of time, even 16 years. But it was the pub landlord, you know, he was doing it all in character. So there we are. Um, maybe if, if you've... Look, it's a I mean, bit thick and a, slow, they're they at four, aren't they? Or they, they <laughs> oh! <laughs> Hang on, who is it today? <laughs> to well, check, it's it's check Addy and Leanne, oh, so I you, take can it, take, I take it back. you can take <laughs> it up with them. <laughs> no, no, that's right, I take it I'm back. I'm not messing with Eve, Robin. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they are up at four o'clock, by the way. But, um, yeah, what a, maybe it, it was a bit of an old... Um, do really during lockdown, but sometimes you know you can you can try and create an impression of what's behind you when you're doing a Zoom call, mm. but it doesn't always pan out, does it? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. I was watching the end of that Rangers game and Stephen Davis scored, mm. and you know it's a very lucky deflected goal, but vital goal, you know, away goal for Rangers. Um, are away goals still a thing? I get muddled up now. They got rid of away goals. It's hard to. The, the point I was I going yeah. to make is it's hard to keep up, isn't it? Have, they, have the, they binned away goals for this season? I don't. I, I'm really really good question. Just, somebody will know. Somebody will definitely. But I was watching, knows. and also, you know, players move on, and there are so many players. It's mm. very hard to keep track of where every player is. You know, yeah. I, I noticed Asmir Begovic had gone to Everton, that had passed me by. But Stephen Davis scored for Rangers. I thought. It's quite a good bit of summer business. So I went and checked it out. No, he's been there. He joined about four years <laughs> ago. He's been, <laughs> been there for ages. But in my mind, he played every game for Southampton last season <laughs> and performed pretty well. <laughs> like, you know, one of Hassan Hootel's first names on the team sheet, yeah. Stephen Davis. You can't know everything. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, Talk Sport have been reporting that mm. Tammy Abraham has agreed personal terms with Arsenal. Yeah, so they've got it from the Metro. Um, so Roma have agreed. An agree- Roma have reached an agreement with Chelsea yeah. to sign Tammy Abraham um, but apparently Tammy Abraham is holding out for a move to Arsenal having agreed personal terms with them I don't really understand how it works can you if you wanted to sign me very yeah. kind of you Paul yeah. um, would I agree personal terms with you before you agree a transfer fee with whoever owns me I, I mean, guess I'll, that's you can do them all at the same the time that's the thing that goes on so is that a story yet or is that you know have lots of players agreed personal terms with lots of clubs but that kind of doesn't really matter now, had Martinez agreed personal terms with Tottenham but it doesn't really matter because you have to agree a transfer fee yes otherwise 
the thing ain't going to happen. And you imagine Chelsea... And the player's going to want to have to go. But exactly. I mean, you think, well, why do the agents... I suppose the agents listen to what's on offer uh, and then they take it back to the player. Mm. But you'd imagine Chelsea would rather offload any player as far away as possible. Yeah. They probably don't see Arsenal as a major threat at the moment. You know, Chelsea's squad is ludicrous now, but I think they'd probably it's rather he went to run. I mean, I've talked to some Arsenal fans about this because it's not the first time it's come up. We know our old mate Matt Scott, who's a seasoned Arsenal watch. He's a big fan of, of Tammy Abraham. Mm-hmm. And he's a little bit more dismissive. But he's not quite... I mean, he's dismissive of a footballer. Well, no, he just, he's like Aspilicueta no, should he, get Gemma not, Collins in and he went on and won the Champions like him as a player, yeah. but he, he, I mean, as we've seen before often with Tammy Abraham, I mean, you know, he, he does need quite a few chances to score. Um, but I know Arsenal fans who, who are a bit sort of not sure and, and others who have said, no, we'd love him, he'd be great. I, I mean, just think it's very hard if you're an Arsenal fan or you're a fan of one of those clubs that was there at the top table and isn't there now, yeah. that in your mind you still see yourself competing for the same sort of players that you were 5, 10, 15, however many years well, ago. on probably- paper, I mean, looking at like Lacassette, uh, put in a pretty decent shift from what I saw at some of the Tottenham Arsenal game the other day. He's still, mm-hmm. I think he's still a, you know, he still looks good for them. Uh, yes, but players that are currently at your club, you're not you, interested. You're not in interested in them at all. And also, uh, and we're all guilty of this. F- football players can't get better or worse. You know, they're as good as when you first saw them, and that's how good they are. You, you can't. If a player doesn't really improve, which mm-hmm. is obviously ridiculous. They're all improving, and you know, they're all hit form. And and actually, I think the first, the opening weekend of the Premier League is interesting because there are. You know the new players. It's very hard for them to come in and hit the ground absolutely right. And if Sancho yeah. starts and has a brilliant game, etc., that's even more impressive. You're more likely. You know, Spurs are more likely to get something out of Lucas Moura and Hyun Son than somebody's just arrived because yeah. you're still trying to work. You still want to find out where the toilets are. You know, you got to get used to your surroundings. <laughs> Do you think you? that's key? Finding out where the toilets 100%. are. Hundred percent. I'm hundred percent. Well, we saw Matthew Upson uh, on TV earlier on. Mm-hmm. He may have been talking about Messi or he was maybe just looking ahead to the start of the season. And he was in his uh, kind of study, if you will, his office. And behind him was a very fine array of books, many of them coffee table books, mm-hmm. uh, very beautifully laid out with um, co- colour-coded, you know. Yeah, if you notice, it sort of went from white to cream yeah. into the pinks and into the reds and then on one of the other side, sort of, sort of light blue, sort of through the turquoises yeah. down to the navy. You know, he's really thought about it. So we gave, uh, our producer gave uh, Matthew a call mm-hmm. and he said he can't come on today, but he is prepared to come on at some point and discuss uh, Impressionism because he's got the Monet book and gardening and indeed how much care he's put in putting that little bookshelf together. Well, so I, uh, don't I'm, touch I'm, that dial. I'm absolutely looking forward to this. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It, it's a, it, he's done a lovely yeah. job. Everyone it, else can do, you know, Messi, is he the right man? Call <laughs> us now. We are doing Matthew Upson's bookcase and we're doing well, we, it with well, we're pride. Not, we're not, but we, we will be. We absolutely yeah, will be. We're not going to tell you when. We're going to surprise that's you. That's a cast iron listening. promise. Yes. Um, you, we told you about things lost in translation off of somebody buying a football shirt on eBay, an England shirt with Kane on the back. And when he was asked by the person on eBay, uh, do you um, do you want, you know, he wanted a number and he said, yes, I'd like uh, Kane, please. So the shirt says nine, Kane, please. Mm. The two words. Um, my friend's dad was in a local Rochdale pub, went to the toilet, only to find they had no soap. Uh, he went up to the bar and said, do you have any soap? Um, in quite a broad accent, he's got. And they responded with, yes, we have chicken, tomato and minestrone, <laughs> says Paul. <laughs> Nathan in Forest Hill. Hi, Paul and Max. I, ordered, I once ordered two Becks in a restaurant and wondered why the waitress looked at me uh, in a funny way until she brought me a jar of toothpicks. Um, I said, you can just about see it, can't you? Two Becks, toothpicks. I like this lost in translation. Sam saying, I had a pupil on work experience who was asked to go and vacuum a car on the garage forecourt. He took it literally and vacuumed the outside of the car. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this must be quite common, as so many people buy greetings cards online mm. and you want to personalise them and you think you've done all the work on them. But Chris said, I got a birthday card printed from an online site and the insert text here box... <laughs> Uh, was printed on the car. That must happen a lot. Especially if you send it straight to to people. Similar one from Will. I have no idea if this is true. I don't understand uh, uh, Welsh. But uh, um, there's a a road sign. All the road signs are obviously in English and in Welsh in Wales. And it says, no entry for heavy heavy goods vehicles, residential site only. And below is the Welsh translation, which apparently reads, I'm not in the office at the moment. Send any work to be translated. (laughs) That is the translation they put up. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. You may recall back in the day, back in fairly early mid-2000s, that 
uh, Golney-looking chain, uh, were the shirt sponsors uh, on Newport County's uh, shirt. It was fantastic. It had the sort of the mm. chain built in, didn't it, with the GLC on the uh, front. Well, they've gone back into the shirt sponsorship business, if you can call it back, uh, but not with the uh, county this time. He had to tell us more uh, from the band. He's Adam. Good afternoon, Adam. Hiya, Paul. How's it going, mate? You all right? Yes, we're good. Thank you, Adam. Yes. So, yeah, that was, I mean, if you look at all these books about uh, famous football shirts, great football shirts, collectible football yeah. shirts, that Newport County shirt with with uh, your uh, details on the front, was it always comes up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, like you said before, it was 2004 to 2005. Right. It was for the uh, FAW Premier Cup. Now, we only actually played one game until we got knocked out. And I think that's why, you know, it got taken off the shelves pretty quickly. <laughs> but ever since then, everyone has been like, oh, we want to get all of it. We want to get all of it. But you can't find it for love nor money. And that, and, and that's the thing. And you go on eBay and they're going like for £500 a pop. So it was it was, it was was crazy, crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I, I, thought some, I thought yeah. I found one for 200 oh, quid really? on classic football shirts, but they've sold it. It's an old... So, I mean, yeah, they've sold out of them. You're right. It's a real collectible shirt, isn't it? Yeah, all the boys have got them. I mean, unfortunately, I've got a fag burn in mine, which is going to, you know, take a couple <laughs> of the uh, couple of quid off it. But uh, it's still... I love it. It's absolutely great. And to be to, to be supporting Newport County in that way is, is just a dream come true. It really was. It was I mean, amazing. The one with the goldie looking chain fag burn could be even more valuable. Yeah, it? that it's could be rock exactly. and roll. Yeah, absolutely. I'm taped in in a ring now. Good, yeah. good. I like it. I like um, style. That's good. Tell us about the new sponsorship then, Newport Corinthians AFC. Yes, Max. So, yeah. So basically, right, the idea being that, um, you know, we always support our local teams and everything. And um, and we sp- I, I know a couple of the uh, lads who play for the Corries because, you know, we, we play football uh, you know, on occasions and stuff together, you know. So um, they got in touch with us through Tour Sports, a guy called Will, um, who said, look, you know, they'd like to use your logo on on their on their new home kit. So we were like, look, yeah, boys, you know, if it helps Newport out and it helps you sell a few shirts, then you crack on. So, you know, it's not like the first time that the band's done it. I mean, Wet 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 did it with Clyde Bank SC back in 1993. Motorhead did it with Green Bank under 10's B team, which is amazing. <laughs> you know? And you know, Super Furry Animals did it for Cardiff City. So, mm. you know, it's not it's not a new thing, but it's so good to be able to support the local teams and and you know, and they and they they they're selling loads. So brilliant. Yeah. It's great. Them. It's great news. It's a really, we were just both saying what a lovely shirt is. The lovely deep blue, and it's got a kind of contrast white and sort of darker blue colour. It's a re- it is a really nice shirt, isn't it? Yeah, so it's a it's a real work of art. When we saw it, we were like, wow, uh, can we have some as well, please? So, <laughs> um, you know. So they're going to send a couple across to us for you know to wear on stage and everything. But like you say, it's just great to be able to support our local teams, you know. And as soon as the Corries were like, you know, do, do you want to do this? It was like, yes, definitely, we do. You know, it's giving something back to our community, you know, and and that's what it's all about: helping grassroots football. You know, that's what it is. It's what it's all about. You say wearing it when you're on stage. Have you, have you been back on stage? Obviously, we've talked to a lot of musicians and, and comedians and performers who've had this very strange time and they haven't been able to do anything. Yeah, I mean it's 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 been it's been it's been a hard slog, you know, to to be honest. But we're actually back on stage this Saturday. We're up in Newcastle this Saturday. Brilliant. Then we're Oxford and Islington next week. We're in Penworth and Cornwall the week after that. Then we're going to Tunbridge Wells, Corby, Norfolk, um, Abbotsham. I don't even know where Abbotsham is, but we're going there. <laughs> you know? So that's that's a good thing. And then we've got a full tour in November as well. So, you know, it's, 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 we're trying to fit in about 28 gigs in between now and December, you know, yeah. so it's, it's a lot. And it's how much lot. are you looking yeah. forward to it? Oh, I, I can't wait. You know, it's, it's great to be back, you know, back with the boys anyway, because I miss them so much, but to be back on that, on, on that tour bus, you know, and it's, it's coming up with new things because you spend so long on the tour bus, you come up with new things. So I've got this new game called the Marshmallow Rap Challenge, where basically you put 25 marshmallows in your mouth and you do your favourite rap, and then the opponent <laughs> then has got to have a go at guessing what it is, you know? <laughs> so I did, did, a bit of a, did a bit of a dry run earlier on, and all the, all the marshmallows just fell out on the floor. So I've got, I've got to, you know, fine-tune it a bit, but it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. It's going to be fab. Brilliant. It's going gonna, it's gonna to sound like, everything's going to sound like Don Corleone, isn't it, really? It's gonna, everything's going to sound like the Godfather. So. Now, you, you, the band's name came up the other week uh, on the Clips of the Week because uh, on the Jim White show, Danny Murphy and Simon were chatting, I think, about uh, the trouble they had at the uh, England-Italy uh, European Championship final. And Danny came out of a line. But anyway, let's just play you the original Jim and Danny clip. 
Do you think Bullingham's right when he says no stadium could have withstood a six-hour siege but, like this? But I, I changed that. Stadiums don't, stadiums don't stop sieges. People do. And, and that, of course, uh, Adam, did remind us of something. So remember, kids, to the head double tap. Guns don't kill people, it's just rap. Stadiums don't stop sieges. People do. You can well, look at Nick Darren uses the stage. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Love it. Love it. Love it. And it's another clip that we often play. It's Mickey Quinn. We spoke to Eggsy about this. I know you're all uh, aware of it. I think it was when I yeah. only, it, it might have been Mag. It was one of the boys who appeared on um, the Weakest Link, and Quinny was reliving it. But he had a trouble, bit of trouble with a band name. Let's just remind the listeners. The Weakest Link first round. So uh, some, oh, I was just going to nearly swear that on it from Goldie Luck and Horn. Uh, the Welsh rap group. He voted me off. Goldie looking horn. <laughs> well, what can you say? You know, I mean, I know Mickey, you know, he gets things wrong on occasions, but I mean, that's, that's a whopper that one is, to be honest. You know? Oh, no. Yeah. But, well, look, uh, but, uh, it's, it's lovely yeah. to talk to you. I mean, wish you well with the tour. Good to know the band's still going strong. And, um, and uh, yeah, so where can people find out more about the dates? You, you got the, on Twitter and everything? Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's on Twitter. I mean, the best one to go to is our Facebook page. Just out, uh, just check out Goldie Looking Chain on Facebook, and then there's lots of updates and everything. So obviously we've had to change a few of the gigs around and whatever, but all the up-to-date stuff is on there, and you can message us on there if you want to as well. So, yeah, lovely to see you all, if you can get there. Yeah, no, nice one. All the best. Cheers, Adam. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Take care, boys. Bye. Hey, Bye. Adam from Goldie Looking Chain. They're going to catch him on tour, and uh, it is a lovely shirt. That uh, yeah, beautiful Newport shirt. Corinthian, very, very simple, just with a little GLC their logo across the front. But I, I see that doing well for the club. Yeah, Thirty-five trim. quid, which for a football shirt these days, is is not too bad when you consider what the Premier League clubs are charging. Now Matthew Upson's brother-in-law has been in touch. Oh yeah, uh, Christian says credit will have to go to my sister Matthew's wife for right. the Upson bookcase I'm sure he'll explain all when he comes on the show it's a little yeah. obsession of hers uh, excellent show he says by the way oh. he's got a link now Christian hasn't he but there we are so that's right we, we, were are, trying... we are getting closer we are we, Christian, we, were, to... we were looking at the bookshelf but obviously it was a slightly grainy picture on Zoom and all, all we could really see was gardening and Monet mm. and you know th- there is a link there because he, he did paint a good garden did Monet yeah. so maybe it's maybe it all links back to that but it's, it's it sounds like it's uh, it's Mrs. Upson who's... who's we'll find out the yeah. truth. We, we will, keep, we will not stop until we've found it's the truth. It's been beautifully done. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Incidentally, our comedy... Um, say that again, shall I? Our, our comedy our, game. Our comedy game. Well, let's hope not. <laughs> I don't which. think it will be. Not, not normally when Millwall and Pompey go head to head. It's going to be hilarious. Um, yeah, Millwall Pompey, 7.45, Jim Proudfoot, David Conley. That's live, as we said, around the grounds of Adrian, all the goals as they go in from 7 o'clock and get your calls into the sports bar if there's any real shocks. Jamie O'Hara and uh, Jason Cundy from 10 o'clock. So, um, yeah, we all know about XG. That, mm-hmm. You know, we're still kind of getting the grips, many of us. With that, now we've got expected threats uh, to deal with in the world of football. Well, I'm looking forward to finding out what it means what it means how uh, threatening a player is well who better than a football analytics uh, expert writer for the uh, athletic tom warville hi tom hi guys how's it going yeah, yeah something, thank you. something else to get the grips with um so is it is it qu- is it quite simple tom or not um yeah i mean i'd say it's quite simple but then again i'm very biased aren't i um, <laughs> with uh, with expected threat really what we want to measure is which players are good at getting the ball upfield now if that's through through carrying through passing through crossing into the box and kind of putting a number on how good they are at doing that um so xg is a measure of you know the quality of a team's chances and expected threat the kind of new kid on the block is how good you are at kind of getting up to the box and attacking the box so will every player at the end of a game have an XT next to them? And and does it, is it rated out of 10 or is it sort of, it's exponential? You know, Jack Grealish could have an XT of a million and Musa Sissoko could have a, a, a lower one. <laughs> yeah, almost a negative one for, for Musa Sissoko. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite open-ended. So a player um, gets a rating for every time they move the ball somewhere. Some, so, you know, some movements decrease your chance of scoring. If I... I'm on the halfway line, I turn around and pass it back to my keeper. I've not helped my team out. The ball's gone backwards. We're less likely to score now because of that. Whereas other actions, if I'm Martin Odegaard 
uh, making a kind of defence splitting pass into the box, I've really helped the team. I'll get a little bit of credit for doing that. So, yeah, at the end of every game, we can see which players have, have been the most impactful, let's say, um, for their side. Who invented it, if that's the right word? Who came up with we need, we need expected threats as part of the sort of pantheon of, of stats? Um, so it's actually a, uh, a data scientist out in America, a lad called Karen Singh, um, who, who came up with it almost by accident, actually. Um, and I've kind of uh, piggybacked on his work uh, and kind of you know used it to, to show players in the Premier League last season. But um, this, this guy, Karen, was kind of looking at how do we look at combinations of players and how threatening they are and kind of stumbled on this idea that, well, actually, there's a lot more in it than just combinations. You want to know guys who are running the ball upfield, maybe not creating chances, maybe not scoring goals. But when you watch them, you think they've done something good there. And he tried to put a number on that, and I think he's done it pretty well. Um, and obviously, this plays into the, the narrative of kind of, you know, football hipsters versus football dinosaurs and people who will say, <laughs> I'm not having X T. I can, I, you know, I can imagine some people who sit in these chairs just sort of dismissing it straight away. But, uh, yeah. uh, I mean, A, do you enjoy that kind of, um, that you know, the role that you play within that? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I mean, football's a broad church, right? You can you can be interested in this stuff and you can turn a blind eye and there's kind of room for, for everyone. And I think the debate gets a little frosty when people think it's kind of forced upon them. And I, you know, I, I hope that's that's very much not the case. But um, yeah, it is it is interesting also to just see how attitudes have, have changed. You know, I've got friends now who, you know, five, six years ago were saying XG is nonsense, what are you on about? And now they're using it to, you know, base their fantasy Premier League decisions mm. at the weekend and things like that. So it's, uh, things take time, I guess. And um, some people, they're interested and their interest takes a little time to grow. Uh, and others aren't interested in, and that's absolutely fine. And are, and are clubs looking at XT? Yeah, so they, they kind of have similar-ish models and a lot of them actually use them as the basis to, to which to kind of find players and scout from. Um, I mean, Liverpool have been very open in the past. They have a model called, I think it's expected goal probability, so an even sexier name. Um, <laughs> and they, they use that to, it practically does the same thing, which guys are moving the ball upfield consistently into to good positions. And that's the basis for them finding Andy Robertson a few years ago. Um, it's the basis for a lot of the thinking behind Thiago as well. And, and Costa Simakas shows highly in these kind of models too. So, um, yeah, a lot of clubs are, are starting to use this as a good first skim really of the the market of global football to find good players for them and we think about this within the the terms of individual players what about teams is there a sort of team xt as well can you can you do that yeah it's it's something that's definitely worth looking into i mean when you watch a game you know shots are one thing but there are times as well where your team will get up to around the box that doesn't really show up in the box score after, after the end of a game. Mm. Um, I think you can use XT to say, look, we created a, an opportunity to score. We didn't actually produce a shot. But when you're watching as a fan of the crowd, you sense you're creating danger. And I think this is a, a good a good method of kind of capturing that, um, counting it and, and showing that they've done it uh, at the end of the game. And there are actually other players who... Are sort of have surprising numbers. I mean, you look at it and you go, God, I'd never realised, you know, you know, we all sort of look at, uh, you know, players we presume are, would be top of this is Kevin De Bruyne, for example, but are there players that surprise you either way? Yeah, I think Callum Hudson-Odoi was one that I really didn't pin as quite as good as he is. Um, hmm. Carries the ball into the box a lot, passes in there as well, loads, and uh, you never really hear his name up there amongst the more creative players in the league. So he, his numbers certainly surprised me. Um, I think the, the biggest standout really wasn't just that Jack Grealish is good, um, but in the article, he's miles ahead of everyone else. Um, he's like a significant distance ahead of Mo Salah, Raheem Sterling and De Bruyne and, and Bruno Fernandes. So you've got to think, you know, somewhere Man City are a very big, very, very well-funded organisation. They do have their own analytics team and they'll have a model not do not too dissimilar to this. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting just, interesting just how far ahead of the rest he actually is. Yeah, so in that sense, you know, a lot of the talk about Grealish is, look, he's, he's slightly different. He's not really a Pep player because Pep doesn't really have players that hold the ball for as long as Jack Grealish does. That, that might actually be a bit of a red herring. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, the the thing with Grealish is that he, um, if you look at kind of a proportion of a team's expected threat that he's responsible for, so Harry Kane had 16% of Spurs, um, and that was the most for, for Tottenham. Grealish's was a fifth of all of Aston Villa's expected threat, and that was even knowing that he'd missed quite a lot of the season with you know through injury. So 
I think the interesting thing with Grealish is he's going from a system where he was extremely individualistic and given a lot of the ball and, and really licensed to roam and, and play how he sees fit. How do you port that over to a Man City side, which is very structured in possession? He'll have a lot of you know rules to to go through in training and things he is and isn't allowed to do. And I think that maybe you know, we'll see a lot less of uh, of that individual nature of him on the pitch, um, even though he still has the ability to. Uh, you know, City want to play on the break a bit more. I think in Europe at times that could come in handy. He's obviously such a good weapon to have, and you've seen from the numbers that he is the best, arguably the best passer and carrier combined in the league. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Thanks for Tom. explaining it all. Thanks, guys. Chatting. Football analytics writer for The Athletic there, Tom Warville on XT. We're going to get used to that. Uh, it was quite interesting, uh, the press conference, that uh, the big photo up that uh, Jack Grealish did. And he made the point that I suppose a lot of people have, uh, have already picked up on is that at Villa, he was, people would double up on him. You'd see games, they'd mm. try and mark him out of the game, but they felt if you stop Jack Grealish, he was a bit harsh on players like McGinn and others in the team, but if you stop Grealish, you'd stop Villa. Um, that's a lot harder to do, obviously, yeah. when if you're going to double up on him, okay, well, there's Morris, there's De Bruyne, uh, you know, there's, there's a good whoever point. else you want to say. Uh, yeah, and, and also, I think Tom made quite an interesting point. Is obviously, there are people who. Uh, just instantly dismiss XT and you know it's not something I'll probably start using tomorrow mm. but actually it's like a lot of things if you, if you don't want to like you made the point if you don't want to think about it you don't have to you yeah. can just enjoy football <laughs> as it is you know it, as you said it's a broad church I can imagine some people just getting angry because oh, yeah. people like to get angry about things and yeah. if you like to you know, off you go. You yeah. can be angry XG, about it. XG, XT, whatever next. XV. Yeah, you know. what does that even mean? <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. And, of course, Sutton are in action this evening. They take on um, Cardiff City. And their first ever game in the competition. A proud night for our next guest. Sutton United fan, comedian, Plastic Elvis. It is Tim Vine. Good afternoon, Tim. Yes, just a side project, you understand, Plastic yes. Elvis, as you described. <laughs> yes, great pleasure to be here. How are you? Yes, yeah, good. How are you, mate? Very well. And I'm very excited that Max described me earlier on as a trust darts champion because for the last 18 months, I thought I was only in the semi final. Well, no, Steve actually, you're Sidwell. in the final against Steve Sidwell. But no, I my... think it's been announced now that that's been, it's been handed to me. You well, just said I was a champion. Well, the thing is that my sort of DM situation with Steve Sidwell he's he's sort of ghosted me recently yeah. Steve and then I th- at some point he said I threw away my dartboard I don't know if that's true he just doesn't want to play it <laughs> the well, lockdown is over he doesn't want to play anymore Tim so I think by default you are the champion that's what I thought come on get in what news <laughs> he anyway sounds, <laughs> he sounds this, you should explain for those but they didn't follow it they, they were idiots yeah, so I if should they explain didn't. what it is yeah, yeah, what's no, trust it, darts well trust darts is simply um, two people on the phone play darts against each other yeah. and this was presided over by Max and was it Charlie yeah, it was Charlie, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah Max Charlie. and Charlie back here and, uh, and, and uh, they were sort of you know what we'd say what we scored so it was done it was, the trust element was that it was true what we were actually hitting yeah. you know Tim was very good there was a semi-final between Steve Sidwell and Leon Osmond that went down to double one we had to drop a guest because they were going on for so <laughs> so long <laughs> <laughs> almost went into the next show yeah. But, you know, once you've got to do these things with conviction. But Tim was very good. Now, and I then... imagine there was quite a lot of dead air because you'd suddenly just hear very, very distant thuds. Yeah. And then Steve Sidwell or Leon Osman going, oh, no, yeah. five. Yeah, I mean, again, not a review we'll use. There was a lot of dead air. I thought it was a great success. I thought it was a great success, but it's true. No one has copied it as yet, Paul, but you're welcome to it. Well, thank you. You leave it with us. We'll bring it back. Um, So, Sutton United tonight. Um, I mean, maybe we should look back on the weekend. Uh, A cruel blow. Uh, injury time winner for yes, Forest exactly, Green. Yeah. Much as we love Forest Green, it must have been. It's but you know, it's a, it's a cruel league as you're going to discover. I think. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I just got a full match report from the chairman. Actually, I rang him up before coming on because I because I'd actually uh, followed the game on Twitter, which. Um, <laughs> Um, it's, it's quite a sort of it's you're just staring and waiting for the next comment to come up so you've got sort of 15 minutes of nothing and then it goes uh, you know Andrew Boyer hits the bar then you can go oh like that. <laughs> and then you've got to wait in silence for another 15 minutes but um, yeah no I mean we we probably deserved a draw but but they were very very nice uh, to us afterwards by all accounts and uh, Bruce the chairman said that they said you know if you play like that um, I'm sure you'll do very well in this league so hopefully that's that's the case you know and uh, Carabao Cup, the Carabao Cup debut for Sutton today. Yeah. How are you feeling? Well, I mean, we have played Arsenal at uh, at Sutton, so we're used to playing, you know, big sides. 
um, in big grounds. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's very exciting to, to just... I think that we, we've just moved into a, a, a whole different sphere of football, really, where, where suddenly we're playing teams that... Each, each time you play, you think, well, this is going to be interesting. You know, because I don't think we, we know, obviously, after one game yet, what our level is in this new, in this new league. We don't really know, and it's exciting to find, it, find yeah, out what it is. Yeah, and my, my experience of, the, you know, the National League to, the, to League Two is actually, if you're, if you're at the top end of the National League, you normally do okay in League Two. Have you signed lots of players with league experience, or have you been loyal to the squad that got you there? I'm actually not doing any of the signing myself. When we say you. Yeah. I've offered my help on that front. Yeah. But they said, no, you're all right. Just come along and watch the games. It's fine to carry on doing that. Um, but uh, I, I don't know is the, is the answer to that. I, I do know that, that the, the, the group that we had that, that won the, the National League last season were, were just a fantastic group of players. It just The mix was just right, according to football experts, which I, and I am not one of those. I wonder if uh, Mick will put the kids out tonight. I mean, I think I mean they want to do well in the cup, don't they? But you know, the league's the priority. I imagine sort of Kiefer Moore. He says he's getting fit. He want to run out, so mm. it'll be a right handful for yeah. you. I would imagine. Well, these are all the things I was going to say, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I wonder if we're going to put the kids out. I do. I agree. Yeah. I mean, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> And it's great when you get a proper football well, expert on, like, <laughs> like Tim, really, isn't it? One of the slightly, I think one of the slightly annoying things about going up to the Football League is, is, and it's partly also because now fans are let in again, when, the great thing about the National League when, when, during this last season is pretty much you can watch streaming of any game. You yeah. go to the website of, of the home team and they would have a, you know, you can buy a ticket and, and watch the match. Mm. Um, I watched a great one at Torquay, for example. Where, you know, when the, the mist sort of rolled in halfway through, it was great. Um, you know, whereas it's not quite as easy to do that. I don't think. I think you can listen to the match tonight. I don't think it's being streamed anywhere. No, but you and, and because you're, I presume you haven't had a home game and you won't until the 28th of August because of the pitch and it being uh, dug up and relayed. So that'll be a big moment for you guys. That will. And I'm really hoping to get along to that. Yeah. No. They've, they've, I mean, I think it's helped us really having starting with a start. <laughs> Same could just slow down with the digging slightly got another week um, but uh, having it starting off with an away game probably did help us yeah uh, you, exciting times yeah no absolutely it is exciting the first time we've ever played in this competition after all these mm. years which is amazing the um, I mean you are a fine darts but are you out and about playing darts again yet you... yes we've just we've actually what we're doing is we're, we're, we're finishing off the, the league that stopped um, in March 2020 so we had five more matches to play and now we've I think we've played four of them and um, yeah we played last night the Wallace, that's the team I'm in. I didn't come up with the, uh, the name of it, but uh, it seems to suit us. But we're, we're actually the best team in, the, in, our, in our league. And this is nothing to do with me. I, I say to people, look, if, if I, there's eight people and eight players in a team. I say, if I turn up and throw my darts at the radiator, well, I'd probably still end up on the winning side. You know, some very good players in our, in our team. Uh, you've, by the way, you've got you've got uh, Love Island contestant Aaron Simpson, uh, one of your players at Sutton I United. You me you've concealed him in my house for a minute. It's there. Just <laughs> go and knock on the cupboard door twice. Tim, li- Tim lives in Casa Amor, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think he does. Yeah, we're, can you keep the noise down, please? Be great. Well, Tim's, yeah, Tim's I, in the I, other I room. Yeah, that was the case. But I, 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 I confess not to have watched uh, Love Island. So, uh, are you, are you, do you watch that? No, I just, I just, I mean, it's not for. I watched half a series about four years ago, and as yeah. Barry said to me on a Sunday, that, I don't think it's up Barry Street, no. is it really? <laughs> he just said, I'd love to see him go in as a wild card, though. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. He just turned Barry. to me, he, he just said, uh, There are some people who are so good looking, they don't have to talk. Yeah. And that was it, basically. Yeah. He's true, and he's you know, not, the rest of us. He's not wrong. Right, yeah. There we are. What else? Apart from darts, Tim. I got so nervous coming on today. Yeah. But plastic, we should just, we've got to go, but plastic Elvis, uh, tickets still available. Uh, tickets yeah, still, still available, yeah, available, yeah, yeah. September the 5th yeah. uh, in Dartford is the first one. Um, whether or not, you know, how it's going to work in a, in a theatre, we don't know, but yeah. uh, we're rehearsing tonight. I, I love the rehearsals. Well, enjoy it, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to coming along and see you. This is Tim as uh, as Elvis Presley. Uh, oh, his, his, tri- oh, his tribute to the king. Fantastic. Indeed, yeah. Um, All right, take care, chaps. All the best, Tim. Cheers, Tim. Thanks Cheers, very much. Bye. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. So we hope in, in future to bring you uh, Matthew Upson and the Impressionists mm. uh, as a little feature. Maybe a Their documentary on TalkSport. Yeah, <laughs> it could Why be. Not? John Peel session. <laughs> uh, so that's it. We're back tomorrow, aren't we? Hope so. We are indeed. Um, thanks for listening. 
listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.